1: I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit then you're like really this was great and it did happen for a reason and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people.
0: I think it's such a beautiful
1: time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture
0: and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've Maybe been made to feel ashamed of.
1: Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon.
0: Hi, it's Myrna.
1: What's up, guys? This is Khalid.
0: Hey, what's up? It's Ali.
1: You're listening to The Come Up Show.
0: Get inspired. Hey, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Cheddow. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And this is part two of my conversation with Cola. If you haven't heard part one yet, I strongly recommend you do. Very entertaining. And thank you for everybody who's been showing us love. You can do that at The Come Up Show on Twitter. We talk about the Junos, how Cola felt about Wendy's making the EP, and so much more. Cola on The Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! <laughs>
1: I realized... I realized... I was talking to my, my dad and my sister yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. And I I didn't even realize it. But the tone of my voice, I was just... I was yelling. <laughs> like, I wasn't even mad. <laughs> but I realized that I was yelling. Because I was talking about... So my sister, she's a dancer, right? Um, Like, she does jazz. And she does all this... Like, you know, the popping and locking and the whole... <laughs> but... I was I was talking to her and you know she she wants to do she wants to dance for the rest of her life, and I was like that's great. In order for you to be successful, you have to be obsessed with this. Like you, there's people that might, like they may have never like it may have just been something that they were good at and then they became successful at it, and they're like that's cool, right? I want to do something else, but they ended up doing dancing, right? I was like that doesn't happen for everyone. So you need to prepare for every opportunity that comes out. Like, you need to be obsessed with this, this this, this industry. You need to be obsessed with what it is to be dancing. Like, you know that joke by Cat Williams where he's like, uh, where he's like, Omarion, oh, he's the king of dance for a reason. You just be talking and this nigga be like, like you know what I mean, popping and locking. Like, that's because he's obsessed with dancing. This is what he loves to do, man. I've been around... Do you know Scott Jackson?
0: The beatboxer? Yes, of course you know Scott Jackson.
1: So I went to high school with him, man. And there was a period of maybe two or three years where every conversation I had with him, he was beatboxing. Nah. Dead ass serious. And he's, in my opinion, one of the best in the world at beatboxing. And it's because of that. It's because he was obsessed with it. He was Mm -hmm. obsessed with it, man. When you think of film directors that are uber successful like you know Christopher Nolan and and um, um uh what's his name um Wes Anderson and all of them those guys are obsessed with films and that's why they make those the the films that uh are in their style and that's why people that's why studios give them loads of money develop this film and then we're gonna pitch it out to the world like that's why it's because they are obsessed with it man you know what I mean there was there was like oh, there's like maybe 15 years where every everyone needed a Neptunes beat and even before that there like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis you couldn't do any like you couldn't have an album without Jimmy Jam and Terry Mm -hmm. Lewis you know what I mean they crafted Janet Jackson like they crafted her to the point where Janet Jackson is Janet Jackson and um, SOS band, Shirell and Alexander O'Neill. They they were even part of Prince's band. Those guys were obsessed with music and that's why they're uber successful. They were obsessed. And their music, you could play their old music now and it still bumps in the club, it still bumps in the car, it still could be played like, you know, like, like baby making music, like you know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. Like, like, it's because they were obsessed and they were obsessed I'm obsessed with this music stuff, man. Like and not everyone's going to have the same obs- obsession, and that's fine. Mm. That's fine. Like I'm cool with that. Maybe
0: this is it must have you frustrated a lot though. Um <laughs> Ye yeah. Or maybe you need are realizing that your obsession is not like yeah what you just said and yeah. you need to be cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I I realize that um
1: this, this industry, there's a lot of things that can really, really frustrate you, especially when you realize that you're doing things on such a huge level. So for an example, Clermont is obsessed with his performance, right? He's obsessed with leveling up every single time. We were fortunate enough to do the Junos. He did a performance. It was flawless. In the time that he did it, in how he did it as well, he didn't feel like he did until he saw it. He felt like because usually when he before when you're talking about in the moment while in, he was in, performing, in while he was performing, yeah, 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 actually not even while he was performing, well, like after he got off stage, after he got off stage, yeah. he felt like he didn't do well enough. Yeah, if you look at that video, that is an A class performance. The reason why he didn't is because he leveled up in a way that he didn't even notice he leveled up. So w- when I talk about skill for an example, rapping, your breathing patterns are is very important to your sustainability, especially how you move around, right? And uh he wasn't out of breath. He wasn't panting, he wasn't even a little tired. It was like no sweat. So he's like, "Man, I felt I f- feel like I didn't go hard enough. I feel like I didn't showcase um uh, uh I feel like I didn't showcase um you know my my ability to rap fast and on point like well enough, like you know he didn't feel that you look back at the performance it's flawless, but it's just because like he, he was unable to understand what the feeling of him leveling up was like, but but also he's obsessed with it, so because he's obsessed with it. Like, he's always going to look for what he can improve. You know what I mean? And and also, at the Juno's Gala, if you've ever been or if you've never been, um, everybody talks during the performances. Unless it's like Gord Downey, right? Ooh, God rest his soul, has passed away. Like, so everybody talks. Uh, you know, people are serving food like drinking people are drinking they're laughing like it does not it is not a good scene uh in in the moment for the artist other than it being recorded and you know ultimately posted online or on tv wherever they decide to post it so all those different factors made him feel like it wasn't good enough but then you look at the tape, like, see, I was talking earlier before, where there's two types of performances, and you want to be able to have both. One that translates to the crowd, and one that translates on camera, right? You want both of those in one. But Claremont did something, thankfully, that translated on camera. And then later that night, performed and did something that translated to the crowd and on camera If um for the footage that we got recorded of it. It's, it's amazing. Hmm. So... But yeah, man. Like he's he's an A
0: class performer. And um, did you feel like the Junos got it right this year?
1: Um, they got it right with Jesse. They got it right with Danny. Um, th- they got it. Wrong. Well, first
0: of all, we like, oh man, they this to get me in trouble. They gotta change the, the 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 format of that award: rap recording of the year. Oh, you can't compare man. a single to an album. Well, in my opinion.
1: Th- yeah, that that made us upset. Yeah. Um, for people I, who
0: don't know, Claremont II was also nominated for. Yeah, he
1: was he was nominated for a rap recording of the year. Yeah. Um, the problem with award shows in general is that. I think every year they try their hardest to get it right. They try their hardest to get it right in order to satisfy their own artistic ears and in order to and in order to satisfy the public. This year, rap won in a respect because of the fact that Twitter was able to get the Junos to switch what they were going to broadcast. I thought that was amazing. So, but were they? Where it becomes a little bit more of a problem, right? At least for us, is that um, we thought if we were going to be snubbed, it would go to Belly. Because Belly had a great album. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed it Um, in in that respect. I also think Claremont had a great album, but Claremont's reach is not as big as Belly's. Actually, I'll even go as far as to say Claremont is the smallest artist on that list. um, In terms, if you're just talking about numbers, Right. Um, Tory Lanes wasn't even there. Number one, number two, didn't even care, or at least, according if you follow him, like I don't, I don't think he cares about the Junos at all. But he won. Big ups to him because I think he's really t- talented, and I think his work ethic is.
0: Well, I would say I would probably argue that he wouldn't didn't even think he was gonna win at all, or because uh, when he, when he won, he tweeted it like he was surprised, he was shocked that he won an award. Yeah, he was like, oh snap, uh, because. Like, you know, a lot of hip-hop artists from, from Canada don't rely really on a Junos to... You can't... They don't expect anything. It's you, just like, you're past that. The
1: the one argument with the Junos, and not not just rap music, but just, just urban in general, which essentially, I say urban, but it's black music in general, right? Is that... um, And this goes for the Grammys, too we heavily rely on that to try to level up right um or 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 in the past we thought we should and then we eventually said we can't right so for an example uh was it the Rascals that that refused uh, the Junos the in first time they got in 1989 it? in 1989 because yep. they were like you don't even have uh you don't you don't even have a, what's it call for this a yep. category for this like yeah. you know, you gotta start putting respect on our name. The Junos are very, very white, and <laughs> um, they, they, they are. It's, it's Canada, man. Outside of Toronto, outside of Vancouver, and outside of Montreal, Canada is a, and maybe outside of, uh,
0: you know. Um, and correction, yeah. nineteen ninety eight. I just had it oh, backwards. Okay. No, it's all good. Yeah,
1: yeah. And outside of like Edmonton, currently, right like like Canada is very very white. So the people that are at these award shows essentially are very very white. I thought for an example, producers producers of the year or producer of the year. I thought it should have gone to to Matt and Jordan, right? Because they have a platinum selling record. Daniel's album is platinum, not Canadian platinum. We're talking world platinum. It's sold over a million copies. He's had one of the biggest years. Like people are are posting up that stuff, right? It the the the, the reach goes beyond Canada. Diana Krall wins producer of the year. I was like, "Damn, how much awards has she won already?" Like just like even at that just just give it to them. Like cuz I mean, Dian- listen, Diana Craw is the Junos, essentially. You know what I mean? And you know what? I'm not hating on her. I, I think she's a very talented piano player. But I was like, oh man. Yeah. I- well,
0: what you're arguing with? What you're arguing with right now is actually facts. Yeah. These are numbers, metrics, which awards are supposed to like Bro, rely on and like commercial right? success. So now to right? bring
1: it back to the whole hip hop award, right? Yeah. Who won rap recording of the year? Tory Lanez, right? Yeah. Once again, I actually like that record. But he won based off of Fame, right? He's the biggest artist on that whole list. Like he's famous. He's not Canadian famous. He's legit famous. Like he like he's got like 2.3 million followers on Instagram. Like yeah. he is legit famous, legit rich. Like like he's famous you know what I mean? So I think, I think if he had lost, people would have lost, or some people would have lost their mind, and um, the Junos was scared of that, because if you base it on, if you base it on just artistic merit, um, Claremont should have won, because Claremont wrote, performed, produced. The personnel is only three people on that album, and and that's him. B who who took the photo of the album cover and Hezzy who's on one song. Clement did everything else, right? If you want to base it on um if you want to base it on um uh Canadian fame, like like I can make an argument for anybody. Like Lou Phelps, like first of all, that his project is good, but Krenata is also on there too. Who's also like another huge Canadian. Like, you know what I mean? Like based on that, like they should have won or, or belly, like, you know, constantly repping Canada and not afraid to come back and, and do shows here and stuff like that and still talk shit like, like belly based and, and then getting the J co-sign, right? Which is crazy. Which is insane. Right. And, and still writing records for big artists, like, should have won based off of that. So, but yeah, I think they were just so scared of getting it wrong that um, they made the decision they made, which is fine. Like, I'm actually not mad. It's just now that I understand the game a little better, I understand the game a little better. It's, it is it is what it is, you know, that's fine. We'll, we'll get them next year and maybe, you know, our aim was never a Juno anyway it was a
0: Grammy so Hmm. yeah it's nice to be recognized though Mm -hmm. Uh, so continuing the tweets uh, we're gonna get a few of them off Uh, I think you were saying yo we're asking the wrong people to be in the industry reminder we are the culture of the people want it we give it Uh, and then it's up to us to learn the ins and outs of making our music business the more knowledge the more power learn my people yeah um, we are the culture. And yeah. This is one thing that I've been paying a lot of attention to, not only in music and media or whatever, when I see the top corporations who are not people of the culture but they're trying to make something happen or take our language and try to make it pop, it doesn't go anywhere, oh, even yeah. though they got all the resources and money. Yeah. But because yeah. we are the culture. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, yeah, it's exactly that. We're the culture. I think a lot of... Was it M.I.A. that said recently where she's like, um, music is very, very corporate right now. And, um, you know, she said problematic things before, but that doesn't excuse or negate the fact that she still has a lot of knowledge behind it. She's right. Everybody right now is looking for a cosign, not necessarily from a label, but they're looking for a cosign from from brands because they know brands have money and they know that if they do a little thing here or there it will bring them money right and you know we're selling culture for 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 money right which is fine except for the fact that um you kind of water things down when um like things get like have you ever seen that um man i don't oh, i really don't want to get myself in trouble here. <laughs>
0: seeing what when, when when rappers
1: start when rappers start selling family vans like you know I understand that sometimes a check is irresistible I understand that I get it but it's just like what is going to be held sacred after that right like I mean we used to are people so scared of hitting the road now like and doing shows now that that you know that if 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 um if Nissan approaches us and we're like yo we need we need some hot bar yo my sister showed me this mixtape that came out and it was Wendy's <laughs> right and I was mad not I was mad not because it sucked. But I was mad because it was good. I was mad that the beats were popping. And I was mad that like whoever the rapper is, whoever she is, she was dope. And whoever wrote it was dope. But it was the fact that it was all to sell burgers. You know what I mean? They weren't selling a part of them. They weren't selling like so now to bring it back to to the selling aspect, right? Or or not the selling aspect, but the asking who to get into the industry, right? We think we do these things because it'll make us better, right? Or, or, or give us the, the money or the capital to stay afloat so that we could do the thing that we really want to do, which is be ourselves, right? But, I mean, when you really, really look at it, like, it's—we're asking these people— to like be in this industry Like we're like yo You know what I mean Like maybe if this person Just hears our record We can do all of this ourselves It's harder To do it ourselves It's harder to Open up a SoundCloud Or or a YouTube And then get friends to listen And then get people to To be at your shows And then get them to share the music Of course it's harder But it's just like Everybody wants something Done for them Right So they sign Record deals That are Frankly are not good record deals, right? They and they don't realize that they're selling their publishing. They don't or, or they sell or, or they do publishing deals and they don't realize that the publishing deal that they signed may may not have necessarily been the best. And you got people that are eating percentages of something that they didn't necessarily work on, but maybe they got it to the right person that got it somewhere where it's actually making a, a lot of money, right? And like, you know, a million dollars to a kid from the hood looks like a lot of money, right? Until you realize that that song made a hundred million dollars and you only made 1% of that. You know what I mean? So, but people don't understand that because people don't take the time to actually learn the business aspect. Right. Which is why I have to shout out uh, SoCan because I feel like SoCan is doing a really, really good job at educating all the artists that sign up. Like, you know, and that that's not a product plug. Like I legit like love those guys because those guys legit try to get people to know more about like what what publishing is about and and what percentages are about and stuff like that. So shout out to them. Mm. You know, but it's just like a lot of people are not willing to ask those questions. They're not willing to see. They're just willing to see that people like Jimi Hendrix, like you know, f- who's one of the the most classic. Uh, uh, rock and roll stars like you know of the past how many years like died broke like you know how many more especially black artists how many more black artists have to die broke before we realize that all these deals are not necessarily the greatest right and that we should be learning something about this You know what I mean? So that we can sustain our communities so that we can sustain ourselves and ultimately sustain the culture, sustain so that it's never watered down. Anytime a corporation gets involved in any of these things, right, it tends to water it down. Not all the time. Like I feel like Adidas has done a, a good job at, at maintaining the culture because they've been involved in it for so long. But a lot of these a lot of these corporations, they get involved and then it completely waters down the product. And now everybody's just trying to get co signed by a product because there's money involved. Hmm. It's whack. Sorry. I, I realized I was raising my voice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Love the passion. Another tweet: Yes, great art comes from pain. From pain, but if you have to put yourself through misery in order to be good, you're a hack. Yeah. And I've always thought about this because when I've you know we notice like when somebody goes through something, an artist goes through something, something great comes out of it. Mm-hmm. And I've asked that of artists sometimes, like, hey, do you put yourself through stuff because you know I'll make good music? And I I know most of the artists are like, no. Life already has enough BS. You don't need to put yourself through. It. See what I'm saying?
1: That
0: that's self-explanatory. There's there's people. There's
1: more than one artist that I know that would intentionally uh, put themselves through really really ridiculous uh, uh, situations in order to have something to write about later. That is a hack mentality. Because like, if life is real, like, so like my cousin just got killed, right? that was messed up and uh we're still grieving that's very real i there's nothing that any of us would ever do to want ourselves to be in that situation so that we could write about it later and then you hear about people that may uh put themselves through their own misery in order to like cuz once again i've heard many people do this they put them they intentionally put themselves through misery or or through through some put someone else through a difficult situation that in turns that in turn turns into their misery, so that they could write about it later because they feel like that's the content that they have to write about, and that's a hack mentality, man. It's fake. It's fugazi. It's it's formulated. It's it's fake, man. It's fake. It's whack. Hmm. And and people and the people can see that. Like you know what I mean. Like the the casual fan will knows authenticity especially if they're a part of the culture right there's a reason that you know a lot of a lot of people don't make it and it a lot of times it's because they know what's real and what's not right like you ever see formulated um girl groups like you know and you know granted there's a you know a few of the formulated ones that have seen success but there's a lot of other ones that that don't and the reason they don't is because they're formulated they're they're put in a lab, right? It's just like, what's more healthy for you? Something that grows out of the ground,
0: or something that grows in a lab? Hmm. Uh, uh, Cola. Uh, what was like the lowest moment? One of the, or can you share like one of the lowest moments that you've had on this journey? Like, um, to the tour or not? Like, this the po- last overall. year overall? Yeah, overall, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you know lows and highs and frustrations
1: um my cousin being killed while I was on tour was probably the hardest one of the hardest things that I've had to go through um he's young you know he he was just um yeah that's and knowing that you you can't do nothing about it you know um it hurts and it's not easy it's a situation that I'm not going to get into much further than that. Um, That was definitely the hardest thing that I've had to go through. Um, And we're, we're still grieving, but we love him. We love you, Mel. Um, That that's about it. Other than that, um, being other, other than that, Another thing that was pretty difficult to deal with um or that's still pretty difficult to deal with Dave Chappelle said in his uh latest um in his latest special he's like uh the the, the scariest person uh the scared or the most uncomfortable person in the room is the nigga that's right and there's a lot of situations that I look at that have happened uh business-wise that I was against but I was the only person against and I feel up till this day uh that I was right because I'm seeing I'm seeing all all those business decisions kind of I'm I'm seeing them for what I knew they would be and it's exactly that so um yeah i I'm I'm really tiptoeing because I don't want to get in trouble again. <laughs> mm. But uh, the best piece of advice I was ever given, um, actually two pieces of advice, one of them by somebody that I know doesn't want me saying their name and another one, all right, so the first one, that person that wouldn't want me to say their name, he said, in this business, nobody knows what they're doing. And this is in relation to This is in relation to the fact that um, nobody else, nobody knows what's popping. Nobody knows what's popping next. Nobody has an idea. Or or they can have their ideas, but no one actually knows. No one saw, for an example, Takashi 69 He came out of nowhere, right? In November. And, you know, he's had five charting hits after that. No one saw that. And nobody knows. Everybody tries to follow this formula like different businesses different managers different labels like they try to follow a formula cuz they're like this is what's going to work they don't know that for sure they're just telling you that they know that and they might try to shake their dicks in front of you and be like well I've done this and I've done that and I've done this and that and I this is my track record and this and that but they really don't know you know especially in this day and age they they don't know right and uh, that's the first piece of advice that I was given. So, and then and to relate to the next one, Byron, Jesse, Raisin, Jesse Raises, uh manager and SunRail's manager, he said, ultimately, what you want to do in this business more than anything is to trust your gut. Because if you trust your gut, you'll never feel bad about a decision, even if it goes bad. You'll never feel bad. You'll be like, oh, man, I should have, you know? but then when something let's say you make a decision that you're not about when that goes bad that's going to be the thing that um that uh you're going to be like you see i knew it and i'm in that position today for a few things Mm -hmm. so but i'm uh you know no sweat off my brow uh i'm 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 good like life has once again been very, very good to me in this industry. Like I've, I've been able to climb. So, um, but yeah, those are the hardest things. My cousin dying, uh, being right uh, about certain things, and still moving in the opposite direction that I wanted to go. And uh, yeah, those,
0: are, those are the hard things. What is currently inspiring you overall? Overall? Yeah. <sighs> um.
1: Losing that Juno, um, inspiring you, is inspiring me. Giving you fuel. It's a, it, it 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 gave me fuel because after Claremont didn't get it, I f- of course I feel like he should have got it. That that record that he Lil Mott from the Ave is amazing, and he produced it all himself, and so uh, losing that made me upset, um, and that inspired me because I said we're out for blood this year. Right. week goes by. We're in Kingston. We just had a show in Kingston, you know, and I didn't even know that Claremont had a fan base out there, but he, he does amongst, uh, amongst uh, Queens University. He has a fan base. He went out there and he merked that show one time. Just, and I was just like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Right. And um, also our, our projects that we're working on separately. So Clermont is always working on music. I'm working on some solo stuff. Denz is is working like me and Denz are also working on the OBGM stuff and there's a couple of other secret projects. Once again that I can't talk about yet, but they're coming, right? And um he yeah, but I said yo, this entire team we're all out for blood this year. Like that's that's what I'm about. Mm-hmm. So that's what's inspiring me. And the other thing that inspires me um takashi 69 actually man wow please tell me okay so have you watched his this is 50 um interview not that specific one no okay cool so um i just before i continue on i want to say that i love yg and i love the game and i feel like the worst things that they could have done was address Takashi 6ix9ine, especially in this day and age with how information goes around. Kind of validate him. Yeah, Yeah. That's exactly what they did. By talking about him, they validated him. When they could have... This is not somebody that was looking for war with them, like in the same way that Stitches was looking for war with the game, right? And didn't he get like knocked out? Anyway, the point is, so Takashi 6ix9ine is doing his thing, right? And then all these people... Are hating on him but um in that in that this is 50 interview he spoke about the six nine right he's like if i write a six right in front of you right you're gonna see it as a nine right i'm seeing it as, as a six now can i say that you're wrong because you see a nine just because my intentions was for you to see a six it's about perspective 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 is everything right so because perspective is everything, it's about how you look at the two sides of the coin, the the half glass um, uh, empty, half glass full thing. Right. It's perspective. Perspective is inspiring me.
0: And um, what else is inspiring me? Um, I would never think that Takashi Six and would be like something. I did watch another interview that yeah. he did with the Breakfast Club, and oh, like yeah. he handled it so he, well. Yo, like, man, I was. He was in a room with three radio veterans. Yeah, and, and he and he controlled controlled it. the room.
1: And and they're all like, you know, because they got egos, they're gonna be like, "There's no way he con- he controlled that." There's a bunch of things he didn't answer. Blah 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 blah. Nah, he completely controlled that. And and you know what the problem was. The problem was is that they underestimated him. I love people underestimating me, my team. I love I love it because that's that's how I get you. Because like you underestimate me, okay. There, have you ever watched um was it Hero that uh, Jet Li was in that mm, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the scene where he fights the chick, um, and um, the chick had brought out the whole army? or no no he was to fight the chick and he brought out the whole army so in the ancient in ancient china they every enemy that they went to go face they would always bring out their entire army and the reason why is because no enemy was to ever be looked at as like okay they're they're a little bit of a weaker threat we don't need to pay attention to it no 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 we're bringing everybody because we don't know who this person is or or what they have behind them So if it's one person, if it's 10 people, if it's 10,000, everybody's coming. and We're going to handle this. So, yeah, that's where they looked at him funny, and he got him. He got him. And, like, he kind of got the game when he was just like, yo, he's trying to rekindle his his career like an old marriage or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yo, somebody take his phone away. Like, you know, he should. Doesn't he have kids? Doesn't he have kids my age or something like that? He got him because... Because now he looks ridiculous, responding to a tatted face, rainbow hair colored person. Like, you know what I mean? Who's trying to claim gang. Like, now the game looks dumb. And I love the game. And I wish, I wish, I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess they feel connected to it because like, you know, game banging is very
0: serious in LA. Yeah. Like, it's Something very is. serious. So, yeah. Uh, Cola, anything else that you want to leave the people with before we are we're out of here, my G? Um...
1: I don't okay fine I I understand it's we're trying to inspire people here yes sir um one thing that I want to leave with everybody is that not all of us have to be rappers not all of us have to be at the forefront of of trying to be cool like just to be popular we don't all have to be in this right like I'm in this because I'm obsessed with it you know I think a lot of people just want to be cool and they want to be cool right now because everything is superficial. It's not necessary. Um, Everybody loves something. Find what you love and go after that. What you love. What you truly love. Not something that you're just cool with. Find something that you really, really love. Like that you really, really love and go after that. I really love this music. I love every sect of it. That's why I work on punk rock music. That's why I work on R&B music. That's why I, up till this day, I still rap. Like, that's why I'm in it. Because I love it. If you don't love it, please get out because you are just creating way more people than there needs to be. And it's really, really watering down this culture that's how i feel Hmm. and that goes for people that goes for torontonians that think they're photographers and you know just because they bought a digital slr that goes you know what i mean that goes for uh uh, that goes that goes for everybody who started a blog because they thought it was like like you know it was cool like you know chato is actually out here doing this like you've been doing this for how long years right 10 plus exactly you see what i'm saying yeah and then there's a lot of people that are like I'm cool like I want people to hear what I think and it's just like it's not necessary man find what you really really love what you really love and go after that not just trying to be cool for right now not because it's hype if you follow the hype you'll die with the hype too there's a lot of photographers that are no longer photographers right now because they followed the hype and they thought it was cool and then they realized that this industry is actually a lot different than what they suspected it to be which is I take photos and I get paid it's much different than that so that's what I gotta say about that
0: yo thank you for coming through hey, on, the man, for me, on the Come Up show thank you for having me I appreciate it Colon on the Come Up show I hope you enjoyed part one and part two of Cola on The Come Up Show. Special thanks. Thank you, Cola, for coming on our platform. And thank you, the listener, for checking us out. If this is your first time tuning into The Come Up Show, all I just wanted you to do is just check out our previous interviews. I know there's going to be something there that you're going to like like Claremont II, Sean Leon, Skepta, Wyclef, John Kalani, and so much more. We have these conversations about honesty, vulnerability, inspiration, creativity, and subscribe if you haven't already done so. If you have an iPhone, we're on Apple Podcasts. Search The Come Up Show Android, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you don't listen to podcasts, because I find that I still got to educate people on that, just search mm-hmm. The Come Up Show Podcast and all those steps will be there. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Chetto. I catch you out next Wednesday. Peace.